Hello and welcome to Women in Tech, a podcast about the ambitious and accomplished women here at Media Monks. In this episode, we're opening up the discussion. Since we launched last year, we've heard some questions about what we do in Women in Tech, what we're here to achieve with this initiative, as well as how you can get involved. So Media Monk's co-founder, Wesley Terhar, sat down to talk to a few members of our team with a few questions of his own about Women in Tech. He's joined by Liva Grinberga, design lead and star of episode three. Anne Kleinbroch, HR business partner. Callum Fitzharding, my teammate from Creative Content, and me, senior creative, Beryl Chung. This full conversation is also available on the Women in Tech YouTube channel in a special extended video episode. Big thanks to everyone on the panel. To find out more and reach out to us, visit the Women in Tech website. Let's get started. So welcome to my living room. <laughs> thanks for having us. Thank <laughs> Appreciate it. Uh, really exciting. I'm always a huge fan of, uh, of activities from the ground up, grassroots. I think we, uh, we have about a year now of women in tech, so this is a great moment to do a bit of check-in, a bit of chat, a bit of an explanation. I'm going to point the camera, a bit of explanation to our colleagues, our friends, our clients <laughs> across the globe. Uh, let's start with the, uh, the easiest question. What is the goal of women in tech? What is the goal of women in tech? Well, I think uh, it's uh, certainly been um, evolving. Uh, quite a bit. I think it originated two years ago um, because uh, we were having dinners together for Women's Day. We were, um, you know, chatting together on Facebook and on HipChat, Slack, all these channels. Uh, but there wasn't really anywhere to funnel that energy. So um, originally it was to share these experiences. Um, I had a lot of junior women coming to me with very similar questions, um, and it's because we had a personal relationship, right? So what about the women who don't have someone that they can talk to in their department or even that they feel comfortable talking with? Um, how can they benefit from you know, the real wealth of insight and experience that we share across all our offices? So um, originally, we had this content series that was about sharing more stories. Um, and I think it's, um, it's growing into uh, how can we create uh, uh, an open space for more discussion about how we can make everyone feel included in our workspace um, in a way that's constructive and not so defensive. Cool. So maybe to, to take the next step there, who do we think this is for? Because the, the name sort of sounds very specific and it almost harks back the conversations we used to have 19 years ago when we started Media Monks, it would be very difficult to find the elusive women in tech. Uh, and that felt like it would be uh, a problem that would sort of solve itself. But looking at it now, even looking at output from engineers, female engineers in the Netherlands, I think we're the worst country in Europe, if I'm not mistaken, when it comes, through, comes to the actual um, people that, that go through the organization and sort of finish school. Why do we think it's such a, a difficult industry to get into at scale? And do we think it's just for women what we're doing here, or is it a broader discussion? I can pick that up. I don't think that, I think the problem is a little bit different. I think the problem starts with 
uh, actually leadership being so male-focused because it's not that it's hard for women to get into this industry. There's so many students, there's an equal amount or maybe possibly even more students, females in this industry in universities. But the problem becomes at workplace because I feel like there is not enough um, female leadership and male leadership is very different and a lot of times does not match. I think it's a little bit more ego and self-centered and I just feel like a lot of women are having difficulties to go through that kind of path of career to get to that leadership position. What do you think about that? Yeah, well, no, I think you hit on a, a really good point there about modern leadership. The, the traditional um, view of what leaders should be or should look like is, is quite different to what it is now. It, typically, it was the, the sporting coach on the sidelines or on the field, like, yelling. It was, it was Roman soldiers out the front. It's Jon Snow, like, that, that's the, um, or the military stern leader. And, 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 that, and that's the, the traditional view of that. Um, it's evolved and, and into the, the world that we are in today, whereby a, a leader can come in, in any shape or form from, from young school children who are leading movements to, to comedians like Ellen DeGeneres, who are leaders in their own right, and they're, they're vastly different to that uh, typical um, traditional role model that we've seen before. And there's so much that we can learn from them, so much that we can gain from their different styles of leadership. And I think the world will definitely benefit with more females at the, at the top level like that. Uh, Jacinta Ardern is a, an incredibly good example of that, the Prime Minister of New Zealand. Um, she was one of the first, if not the first, um, Prime Minister of country to be pregnant during office. She gave birth during office, which is amazing. It's really cool. And um, she continued in her job, no problem at all, um, no doubt empowering many other women along the way, but also the way that she, helped, she handled the aftermath of the Christchurch shootings was unbelievable. It was really inspiring for me and, and for, for a lot of people that I know who live in Christchurch as well. It was really wonderful. Yeah, I mean, that's sort of the point of Women in Tech is to say there isn't one answer. It's about making more of these leadership styles, more of these communication styles more, more visible, as well as acknowledging that they, they are really valuable. Um, you know, I, I've certainly noticed that uh, the more senior I become, the more rooms I enter where I'm one of very few, either as a person of color or as a woman. And um, when, especially when I started my career, you know, the only person that I could turn to for advice was my mom. And, you know, I mean, bless her, but she's coming from a very different perspective, from a very different industry. And, um, you know, her point of view on some of the obstacles that I was facing, uh, I wish that I had had uh, a more varied, um, uh, you know, pool of, of people to go for for advice. So since then, I mean, I've had the, the pleasure of working with way more really inspiring women at Media Monks. And... I just think, you know, for the next generation that's coming in, for them to be able to access that really readily on a platform like this is really powerful. Why do we need women in tech? Well, it's not just about diversity, right? It's also about inclusiveness. So what, it's not just that we want to make sure that we have the same amount of women and men in the company. We want to make sure that there's the same kind of um, collaboration and same kind of like a work impact from both from men and women 
Um, so it's not just uh, to represent the number, it's more just to um, talk about uh, the collaboration and working together. Cool. How do we feel that's going? Going, going really get good. I've actually noticed how it has uh, changed because it actually has shifted a lot more um, into caring about people and focusing a little bit more on people instead of actually producing this great piece of work, making sure that actually teamwork has been great, doing these retrospect uh, talks and seeing what went well and what went bad. And I think that's a beautiful way how to approach work. I just think we need to up our scale. <laughs> yeah. but, like that's, that's an interesting because we, we haven't been able to facilitate within our ways of working, within how we connect offices and people. Yeah. We haven't been able to facilitate conversation beyond project. And to be fair, projects are difficult. Projects can be. <laughs> uh, projects are difficult. So what, what I what I often see from a distance yeah. is is sort of friction, not created, not created by the people, but created by the situation those people are in. Which is, I have to do a project. That's never easy. It's happening across three time zones with people I've never met. Mm. Yeah. And we might be able to show show what the what the office looks like but there isn't a real moment of who are we what do we both think and like and mm. maybe don't like but that moment of human connection i think was core and key to what media monks was able to do mm -hmm. and i think if you look at the scale we we it's time for the next version of that yeah but that's the thing we need to uh, empower and make sure that people actually uh, do share these personal stories and have empathy for each other and actually try and collaborate as much as they possibly can and because it, it is as you say like we're so busy working we're so busy creating the projects we actually forget that we're all people on all the sides and we forget that we need to remember that maybe you're so stressed out you couldn't for example, deliver this, I don't have to get pissed off with you, we can jump on a call. But to get that happen, we need to make sure that we remind our leadership constantly they need to uh, proactively involve that in a daily basis, because that's the biggest problem. Like our juniors, we're not going to do that, our interns won't do that. It has to start from... Um, from a leadership, from a different, like for example, from women in tech, this is where we can uh, encourage that, not necessarily for just women, but for everyone in a company. Yeah, I think from my perspective, anything that builds, builds some type of human connection between people that maybe aren't in the same team, on the same project, in the same office is a plus. Mm -hmm. I also think to your point, it's, I have lived in LA for a few years, so I eat a lot of kale and I say empathy a lot. <laughs> But I do think the the real it's interesting to think about, right? There isn't there isn't a tool or a workflow for empathy. Uh, I think in many cases tools and workflows sort of take it away. You can get into a very philosophical discussion. Hmm. What the internet has done, it's connected people, but it's probably hasn't upped empathy in all honesty. It's probably decreased it. So you can see some of some of that what happens when you connect people without context, what happens when you connect people without giving a clear understanding of what we expect in a culture, you get a lot of friction. There are a couple of really interesting things that you mentioned. Um, one about the global aspect, um, because you're right, um, this is a global society that we live in, this is a global business um, that we're in. And, and so this issue is, is not going to go away, it's, it's only going get, get bigger as we get bigger. And the, 
the challenges you mentioned, how do we do this, uh, how they have these conversations and, and make these cultural differences come together in a proactive, productive way uh, at scale and at speed? That's really challenging. It's really challenging. Um, you mentioned friction before, and there is going to be friction here in this process, and it's, it is a little bit uncomfortable. Um, and I think we need to get comfortable with that. The fact that it w will be a bit uncomfortable, and that's okay. I, I, I know that you have a point on this, so I'd, I'd love you to share yours, and then I'll chime <laughs> in with my personal story on that. Oh, I mean, it's impossible to have diversity without discomfort. The whole point of it is that you're going to interact with people that you don't agree with, but that's also how you drive innovation. You can't have new ideas in a place where everyone agrees. I actually, I believe to what Beryl is saying, I think friction actually gets you, if it's handled in the right way, gets you maybe beyond just the very everybody agrees and everybody thinks this is okay, because that also can indicate a lack of passion, because mm. we are fine with what's happening. Mm. So it's this interesting balance where I think if you're a creative company or in creative industries, friction is, is to an extent a bit of an engine, mm. but then it has to be done in a way that's respectful and it has to be done in a way that I think stays away from sort of the hyper-personal. Right, and that's what we're one. trying to figure out how to do together. I, I think a lot of people are taught this, that you, that you, you should um, treat other people the way you want to be treated, when, when in, and that's a really lovely thought, but in reality we should actually treat uh, other people the way they want to be treated, um, because that could be very different to the way that you want to be treated. They may have very different um, beliefs, um, even just little nuances or, or little little um, habits that that are very different to yours. So I think it's really powerful to to understand that, to realise that, and um, and try and uh, try and be sensitive around that. So the tendency is for these conversations to go, "Hey, I feel uncomfortable," and the other person goes, "Well, you're not perfect either," and then all of a sudden you're you know you're in a beat down, yeah. right? I mean, there's so many other ways for us to have that conversation in a way that's productive and constructive. Yeah. That's a key thing. You have to be fun to work with for your colleagues and your clients. You need to be helpful. You need to show a certain level of commitment and passion to a shared goal. And I think we, we bump into each other nowadays a lot more because it is a less, a less sort of um, singular culture. I would like to share my own story if you'll, if you'll indulge me. Um, and perhaps someone will find it valuable. Um, I, I, I don't want to be here just to, uh, to, to give the impression that I'm some woke bloke, you know. Um, I, I have actually gone through the discomfort of, of having my views on this issue challenged. Um, it, it, was, it wasn't until I started dating someone from a very, very different background that I started to realise uh, how infinitely complex um, nuanced and and um, and subtle. Uh, this this issue is this issue is, and and I, I had some of my really long held, deeply held views uh, challenged, and and overturned, and and it was really eye opening, and it was it is in the end a really really um, strong, powerful, wonderful experience for me. It was. Um, after some of those discussions that I had, these challenges that I faced, and I'll admit it was frustrating as hell. Like it was, it was, it was painful. It, it was hurtful. I was so, so frustrated. Um, but it made me realise that uh, I've actually come from a really privileged position, 
And I've benefited a lot from that. And I also made me realize that there are a lot of other people who have not had the same opportunity that I have. And that's partly why I'm really pleased to be part of this um, and to share the story because in, in, in the, the hope that it does help someone understand that that kind of discomfort is actually a good thing. It's okay to feel that um, because it can lead to um, positive things. For example, we, when we had our Women in Tech panel, um, there was this uh, one of our colleagues, uh, one of the, yeah, the questions uh, of the audience was, well, for example, if you look to the, the PR of Media Monks, it's, it's quite dark. Um, it's a lot of grey tones, it's, it's tough, it's rough. Um, it's not really attractive to, to women as well. And then another colleague asked us, like the panel, how can we change that? And we were like, um, I don't know. We don't have the, the answer right now. But um, I had that in mind this morning. And I, I, was, I was thinking like, okay, let's go to our Instagram. Let's check how it's looking right now. And I'm looking at it and it's like, wow, it's not gray anymore. It's not... It's not, uh, it's not so tough, it's not so cool. It's, I actually think it's, it's really nice as well. <laughs> um, and then I realized, like, oh, we have, we have Claudia, our or, or social media manager who is on it, which is a woman. So I also asked her, for, okay, did you got the task to, to make it more uh, female-friendly? She's like, no, it just became naturally. And I think those are the, the really small nuances as well in there. It's like, it's a woman on the task. And she created this more diverse picture of, of media monks as well. And all it took was empowering her to do that. Yeah. Yeah, and I'll other shout out to Louise. Louise was the, <laughs> uh, was the first to do that uh, at Media Monks uh, take over Instagram, uh, which was mine, <laughs> and now no longer is mine. Uh, <laughs> but it, it's I also think it's actually an interesting um, it's an interesting thing. Because that to me is, this is year 19 of Media Monks, potentially 20, like it depends on how you count. So that's a long time, right? So what you sort of mentioned it earlier, right? The, the original intent of, of the space and leadership is very much the, uh, the, the army yeah. concept, right? It's a group, small group fighting for change mm. against the, I think we had fight the fight against uh, digital mediocrity. So a lot of that initial intent of the company was sort of going into a space and making a point. And at that time, the reflection of that is it's either a sports team mm. or an army or a, a combination of those things. And that, that reflects how you think about branding, it reflects on how you think about color schemes, all of those things. And that's, that's been an interesting process for us as well. I think we've been able to open it up. Uh, like the offices used to just be all black, <laughs> <laughs> but it's really weird to have an all-black office in LA. Uh, <laughs> so what what started happening is the instead of um, and again this is the difference between a small group in one place versus a diverse group of people in many places. What happens is you go to LA and you go, no, this needs to be a very different office even just because it's sunny always and there's a different vibe. So there was a moment probably about probably about six years ago, five years ago, where there was a, um, a, a switch that was more about let culture in versus be this one version of it. Um, I think in, in, uh, in 
my idea of an ideal world, the best way to have a company culture is not to have any dominant culture. That's what I would really love to see is a place where there isn't uh, a mold of what that employee looks like that they have to fit in. And then they don't feel like they have to fit this box. They can come in as their authentic self and feel valued and feel heard. Um, I mean, that, that spans from a lot of things. You know, like uh, when I first entered, the first thing I heard is, are you going to sign up for the ski trip? I think a lot of interns hear it even before they sign a contract. Um, time is of the essence. <laughs> and those spots are limited. Um, but uh, I walked into it thinking, oh, I'm going to have to figure out how to be part of this jackass culture immediately. Uh, but in fact, there's people that go to ski trip and hang out in the pool or go to the spa. They take a walk in the mountains. And the more diverse ways of looking at that makes more and more people feel like they're included in, in that company culture. Although hanging out in the pool is not in the board. Not everybody wants yeah. to sit across from their colleague in the sauna either, but there's many different ways to enjoy yourself. <laughs> um, but that feeds into how more people can get involved because it's, it's not just for women. Um, and I think that we've heard that quite a bit is that, is that it can be alienating for people who don't feel they are women or women in tech um, to know how to be involved. In fact, um, I think at the start, uh, even for uh, you know, our team members who expressed interest in, um, in the topic at large, they felt, oh, well, you know, I don't produce videos. I don't um, work in podcasts or creative necessarily. So there's no place for me here. And I think that's, uh, that's a major missed opportunity for us because Women in Tech at its heart is a passion project. I mean, that's why we're all here is because we care about it. And I didn't book Leva to do this. Uh, you know, I said, hey, I have, you know, I think that you'd be great. Is there, some, is there something for your portfolio or something that you really want to show off that we can lend to this topic that we care so much about? Um, so uh, to your point earlier, Wes, I mean, I think you mentioned that we're seeing um, more that, uh, technology is able to connect us, but then actually our human connection and our empathy is not rising to meet that. And I see that as having huge potential for media monks as a company. So how can we discover more ways that digital can support empathy? Um, I think that's more of what we're exploring moving into Women in Tech's future. I think Women in Tech, to one extent, is a, a functional bridge to try and create a bigger influx of female talent into our organization. And to do it well, it can't just be about saying we find it important. We also have to make actual actionable programs and steps and support it with time and money to do it well. And I know we're looking at some type of way to do that at more scale. But then the other part of the conversation is Women in Tech is a, a reflection of a group of interesting, passionate, diverse people in the organization going, we want more connective tissue between this group but also with the rest of our company. We have probably the largest percentage of passionate, interesting, fun, uh, amazing people uh, that I think you can expect to have in a company. We aren't always putting these, those people into situations where they can feel that from their colleagues, right? I think the connective tissue and, and the networks that we speak about um, are really important. 
um, for a business nowadays in unlocking the innovation and, and the opportunities when you, when you start to rub off the different minds and, and, and uh, start to cross borders, genders, disciplines to create new and exciting ideas, uh, solve problems in new ways. And, and this is one of the things that I really enjoy about Media Monks. Um, I, I think it's very well poised to, to do this um, because every day we're working with, the glo with global offices, with different people in different offices all the time, different disciplines. And uh, in my experience, um, Media Monks does that a lot better than a lot of other creative companies. There's still a long way to go, but I really enjoy that. I thrive on that and it's, it's, it's fantastic to see um, that the, uh, a creative company is uh, keen to unlock all of the different brains and minds within its own walls. I think that's really cool. We are with a big group in one office. So for us, it's sometimes it's really easy to walk to each other. Um, for example, the, the, uh, the International Women's Day dinner was a, was a great opportunity to meet new people from different backgrounds and, um, yeah, different cultures, those, uh, those kind of things. But we have so many offices as well, and it's sometimes it can be a bit hard to get in touch with them. No, I think that's a really good point. What you mentioned about um, it not being just for women, um, I, think, I think we it's not just man versus woman. It, it, no. it shouldn't be that, and I think we need to stop thinking about it like that. Um, it, in fact, it goes way beyond gender at all. Um, this this um, whole area of diversity and inclusion is so incredibly complex. Um, to your point before, Beryl, like there's there's so many different people that you could have learnt from but didn't get the opportunity, and 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 people of different um, gender, of different colour as well, which is something that you mentioned. Um, so I think it's important that we take on mentorship programs like, like you mentioned on it, but, but even just be involved in initiatives like this and have conversations with people. And I know it sounds really cliche to have a conversation about something, but it's actually really helpful. Um, being open to other people's ideas and hearing their viewpoints is, is really valuable. This is Media Monks Women in Tech. Thanks to all the women and men involved in making this project possible. And thank you for listening. Get in touch at womenintech at mediamonks.com. I'm Beryl Chung.